As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hello and welcome to the Last Jedi on the Left podcast. I'm your host Aaron and this week I am... It's a start of season two episode, so I'm on my own, um, but I am here to discuss an updated version of my top ten films to view this year, uh, ones that I'm looking forward to at least. So um, for start off, I'll go through the ones from my initial list that we did towards the start of the year that have since been released. Um, so kicking us off there, I had uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, um, I thought that one was okay. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It, I think we're kind of at the point now where I don't think it was ever going to completely blow me away. But um, I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it had enough going about it that it was worth my time. And I think it was definitely better than the one, the last one that came out, The Kingdom of Crystal Skull. And uh, I think that you could possibly say uh, Harrison Ford has, has still got it there. Plus I really enjoyed the Phoebe Waller-Bridge inclusion as well. Uh, next up was John Wick 4. Um, I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was a really good action film. Um, it's a long one. You know, you, you have to sit sit through quite a bit. But uh, I, did, I did enjoy it. I think it was a really clever, gripping film as well. Despite, you know, what you might think of when you think of a John Wick film. I, I think the action was fantastic, which obviously you do expect from him, or those films. But um, but yeah, that, that was where I was at with, with John Wick 4. Um, I had Bo's Afraid on there, which was the film by Ari Aster. Um, not as horror orientated as you might expect from a, an Ari Aster film, um, given his pedigree of the last two. It's, it's a lot more similar to some of his short films that he'd done in that it's kind of funny but also still very weird and and very uncomfortable for large parts Um, I think it was fantastic I think that um, Joachim Phoenix did a really good job of uh, bringing Bo to life effectively and all of his eccentricities along the way Um, the next one is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse I love this I think I was always going to love this, given how much I like the first one. It's got this really unique, kind of interesting visual style that it changes throughout the film, as it depends on which kind of Spider-Man you're looking at, because they're all from different universes as such, so each one's got their own sort of quirks and their own parts to it that way. I really liked um, the Hobie uh, Spider-Punk character that was introduced by Daniel Kaluuya. Um, so yeah, moving on uh, to the next one, we had the effectively the double bill that people have affectionately titled Barbenheimer because that they both came out on the same weekend. Uh, we've got Barbie and Oppenheimer. Now, I went to see both within sort of the first week or so, and I absolutely loved both. I thought Barbie was really interesting and funny. Like visually, it's incredible the way that they've like, committed to every single piece of. Uh, set and design and everything like that and then 
I think it was, like I say, it was it was funny. Obviously, you kind of expect that a little bit, given that, that Greta Gerwig and, and Noah Baumbach were the writers behind it. But um, but yeah, I, I thought that was brilliant, clever, and I thought it was uh, just a really interesting, refreshing, different film. And then Oppenheimer, I kind of watched after that, and completely blew me away. I think that is forerunner for forerunner for the best film that I've seen so far this year um, again another one that's quite long but ultimately I found it very rewarding I was never bored throughout it, it kind of the twists and turns and the way that, that Nolan tells the story of it I thought were excellent so that was the the six out of the ten that have been released so far this year um, I, the other ones that I mentioned were The Killer, the David Fincher film uh, Poor Things by Yorgos Lanthimos Dune Part 2 by Denis Villeneuve, and then finally uh, Killers of the Flower Moon by Martin Scorsese. Now, none of those have been officially released yet, as yet. Killers of the Flower Moon has had a Cannes premiere, but it hasn't had a wider release yet, so unless you were one of the lucky few who actually gets to attend Cannes, you probably won't have seen that. So that's still to look forward to later on this year. So I thought from now it would be a good idea to give uh, 10 more films that I'm looking forward to in the second half of this year. So I'm going to start off with a film called Past Lives. Uh, now, I'm quite aware that quite a few people will have seen this. It has been released in various different parts of the world um, so far, but it hasn't actually had a UK release as yet, so I'm still looking forward to that one. It's filmed by uh, a director called Celine Song. And the story behind this is that Nora and Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends, are rest apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea. Twenty years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. I believe it's about, like, obviously they've completely moved on with their lives, even though they were kind of once kind of together. But then they meet up, obviously, 20 years later, like it just says, and... Um, uh, it's kind of about how their interactions are and, and everything from there. It's got a lot of rave reviews. People seem to love it. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. Um, so yes, looking looking forward to that one. Haven't had a chance yet. Next up, we have Ferrari by Michael Mann, played by Adam Driver, who, who plays Enzo Ferrari. Um, kind of basically the story of, of you know of Enzo Ferrari and how he came about to his former race car driver and then his founding of the Ferrari company and the, the cars from there. Obviously, that's... I kind of... I really like Michael Mann, you know, with, with all the films that he's done. Not all of them have been a hit, necessarily, for me, but um, interesting nonetheless, even if it's right from, like, Thief right through to through Manhunter to Heat and Collateral and films like that. So... Yeah, one to look out for. Um, definitely interested in it. Now, I should I, I should have prefaced this as well by saying that now, pretty aware that Past Lives is going to be coming out, but for a lot of these others with the ongoing uh, strikes that they have in America, there is a, a threat that a lot of these could be pushed from beyond this year. So we shall see, I guess, on a lot of these. But they're, they're all kind of dated for this year at the moment, as of recording. So we'll we'll see. Um, the next one up I've got is The Creator, which um, is the next film by Gareth Edwards, who people will know from doing Rogue One and Godzilla, the newest 
remake of Godzilla from uh, 2014. Um, and this one is, again, another kind of sci-fi looking... Uh, the, the, the story on it is, amid a future war between the human race and the forces of artificial intelligence, Joshua, a hardened ex-special forces agent, grieving the disappearance of his wife, is recruited to hunt down and kill the creator, the elusive architect of advanced AI who has developed a mysterious weapon with the power to end the war and mankind itself. So very kind of, obviously you know I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan given the name of the podcast, so this sounds very, uh, very sci-fi Star Wars type-esque thing so uh, it's kind of something I'm very much looking forward to the, the The cast list is pretty cool as well you've got John David Washington uh, Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe uh, Alison Janney's in there as well and, uh, and Ralph Innocent who you'll recognise from being in nearly everything uh, but also the, the car adverts that he does, his voice so yeah, um, that's one that I'm looking forward to I kind of can't wait for that the next one up is a film called Maestro, which is very much Bradley Cooper's next project. It's him doing a biopic of Leonard Bernstein, um, who obviously people know as a very famous uh, conductor, um, composer of music. He will also be starring as Bernstein as well in this, with Carrie Mulligan, Maya Hawke, Sarah Silverman in the supporting roles I think um, Bradley Cooper kind of he kind of cut his his teeth a little bit improved his chops on A Star Is Born especially with this kind of musical biopic type thing as well so yeah I I see no reason why this couldn't be quite good as well seems to be going quite highly touted Uh, the next one up I've got is a film called Next Goal Wins by uh, Taika Waititi and the story behind this is it is a dramatic remake of a documentary called, also called Next Goal Wins. Um, and in that, it was the documentary was the story of a coach, uh, football soccer to the Americans coach, um, called Thomas Rungan, who his task is he tries to turn the American Samoa team uh, into qualify for the World Cup. And this is kind of off the back of, at the time, America Samoa had just been beaten something like 31-0 or something like that. So like, they were the worst team ever. And, uh, yeah, Michael Fassbender stars as, as the coach. You've also got Elizabeth Moss, Will Arnett, and Frankie Adams in there. With also, like, Rachel Howes and Reese Darby and some other kind of familiar faces to the Taika Waititi fandom. You know, people who show up in quite a few of his films. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I've always quite liked Taika's films. I didn't so much like The Last Thor, so it's good to see him getting away from that and back to kind of what I feel like could be a bit more familiar ground for him. Um, So the next couple of both, uh, much like I mentioned before with uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, these have both had releases already. It can. The first one up I've got is The Zone of Interest by Jonathan Glazer, who people will know as he did Under the Skin and Sexy Beast. This is his first film in, I think, even since Under the Skin, which was something like 10 years ago now. So um, it's been a while. And yeah, this one, uh, the, the commandant of Auschwitz, Rudolf Haas, and his wife Hedwig strive to build life for their family 
in a house and garden next to the camp. So it, it sounds like really quite interesting. Again, it had a lot of uh, a lot of good reviews coming out of Cannes. People seem to really like it. So yes, very much looking forward to this one. Um, I think he can tackle that kind of bizarre, almost well, like horrifying, really subject matter quite well. Um, and yes, I looking forward to that one. Uh, the next one is a film I didn't know much about sort of before or even during Cannes or anything, but kind of after coming out of Cannes, it won the, the Palme d'Or, which is the award given to the best film effectively at the festival. So, you know, people seem to love it then. Um, coming out of a list that includes two other films that I'm really looking forward to this year, so this must be pretty good. It's Anatomy of a Fall by Justine Triette which, again, is a filmmaker I'm not familiar with her work. She's a French director. Um, but the story behind this one is that Sandra, Samuel, and their visually impaired son, Daniel, have been living in a remote mountain location for the past year. When Samuel is found dead outside the house, an investigation for death in suspicious circumstances is launched. Amidst the uncertainty, Sandra is indicted. Was it suicide or homicide? A year later, Daniel attends his mother's trial, a veritable dissection of his parents' relationship. So, yes, very kind of bizarre, interesting. It sounds like it could be a bit of a courtroomy drama type thing as well, which is always quite good fun. Um, I guess fun's probably the wrong word to describe this film, given what the subject matter is going to be, but it sounds like it's going to be quite interesting. And like I say, it's got the pedigree behind it of having won the Palme d'Or, which uh, I don't always necessarily like those films as much as you, you would think, but, but uh, it's bode well over the last few years especially. So, uh, moving on, I've got The uh, the Boy and the Heron is the next one I've got, which is a film by Hayao Miyazaki. It's his, supposedly his last film, I guess, because the last film he did was supposed to be the last film that he ever did. Um, so he's kind of come out of retirement to work for Ghibli again. So, again, a Japanese uh, anime film. Very little is known about it. Basically, the whole thing was that before it got released in Japan, which... Like I say, it has been released over there. It's not yet been released over here yet. Um, I believe it's expected to hit Toronto Film Festival later this year. But um, the, the whole thing was that it was released basically with just a poster. Um, that was the only thing people really knew about it going in. Um, the poster doesn't seem to give a lot away. It looks like perhaps somebody's wearing some kind of suit, bird, heron suit. I, I don't know. It's quite bizarre. But... Um, but yes, so it, I'm buying. I'm looking forward to that one on Miyazaki's name alone, pretty much. He has earned my trust. Um, so again, uh, moving on again, we have a film called The Iron Claw by Sean Durkin. Um, this one is perhaps going to sneak in towards the end of the year, I believe, all being well. And the story behind this one is it's a sort of biopic of the Von Erich family, which is a very famous sort of dynasty of wrestlers who um particularly there was four sons as such from a from this family but there's i don't want to spoil it because i kind of know the story behind them but um but yeah there is the the four brothers and and sort of the, the fates that await them in the in and outside the wrestling ring uh the the, the boys the cast looks pretty good as well. You've got Zac Efron, Harris Dickinson, Jeremy Allen White off of uh, The Bear. You've got Holt McCallany, who 
I love. He's one of those great that guys. Uh, you've also got Lily James in there as well. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pedigree behind this one that I'm quite looking forward to. Um, and then finally, the the last of the hopeful recommendations that I've got is uh, Napoleon, which is Ridley Scott's film, the biopic of obviously Napoleon Bonaparte, played by. Fucking Phoenix again shows up. Uh, it's also got Vanessa Kirby in there, um, and a whole host of others. But um, but yeah, that that one again. Ridley Scott, a legendary director. He's taken on this huge uh, subject matter, this kind of really big production that seems to be going into it. I, I'm just quite looking forward to it again. Like I say, there's not not too much else I can say, I guess, on it. But um, hopefully, that one should be should be pretty good so yeah that's the 10 10 more uh recommendations or ones to look forward to i've got um let me know what else people are looking forward to that's perhaps coming out this year anything that i've kind of missed as well um yes let me know but until next time we like say we shortly will be going into the full-fledged season two run of episodes so they should be coming out very soon but until then goodbye